What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Sports. That's right. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, anytime you want to send us a message or say, hey, get on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio or check out NerdThugRadio.com. It's a lot of things. Yeah, I'm exhausted. It's a lot you got of stuff. it? You got the next hour? Yeah. I'm, I mean, that, that was it, man. Yeah. That's all I had. Uh, sports, 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 sports. There you go. All right. Wrapped up. Done. Um, uh, man, y- how you been? You been all right? Yeah, I've been doing good. Finals week, right? Done, finally. Yeah? Yep. So, college is kind of weird, right? Because high school, you go, like, August 5th through, like, December 20th. And then college, they're like, we're going to start September 9th, and then we'll be done probably Thanksgiving. Right. And you're like, um... Yeah, it was it was funny that one of the first classes I ended up taking was a uh, a shortened course. It was a late start course, <laughs> so it's even shorter. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, we start like September twentieth and we end at yeah. <laughs> like like it's December. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, December third is finals, and you're like, wait a minute, what do I do for the next seven weeks? Whatever I want. Cool. All right. Neat. And then like you're already done now, and you won't start again until what late August. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, it's just kind of a weird, you then you just, now you're done until, like, five months? Right. It's kind of a strange thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not really, because most of May, June, July, and most of August, well, all of August, and then, like, a week of September, so. Almost five months. Yeah, well, a full four for sure. Right. Yeah. I wish regular school had right? bricks like that. And and it's funny because you still get, you know, like a week off for Christmas. You still get your week off for Thanksgiving. You know you know what's weird about all of it is you get – so high school, they're like, get ready for college. You're not ready. College is literally like the easiest schedule. Yeah, you'll ever make. Ever. Your whole – the rest of your life. It's never going to be easier than the hours you're doing in college. And then when you move from there, like, then they're like, yeah, Monday through Friday, 8 to 7, plus traffic. You're going to hate your life. No breaks. 52 no, weeks a year. No mistake. Yeah. You get, you get holiday. You get holiday in six days after your first year. Don't die. <laughs> it's like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny, especially because like, you can pick your times. If you don't want to wake up till noon, right. that's fine. Right. Just schedule five hours of classes from 1 to 6 p.m. and then drive home. And then be done. Right. Yeah, college is the thing that least prepares you for the rest of your life is college. Right. Uh, also, if you ever want uh, the best classes, take night school because they never give you homework. Yeah, no, legit. I love night classes. Also, I like night classes because the the difference in the students. Like, night classes was all, like, working moms and factory guys and then me. Right. Uh, I like that. Was my first, <laughs> that was my first class I took at night. I loved it because, like... You get done with everything so fast because they don't want to play around. They're not asking stupid questions. They're not, like, unless they truly don't understand something, there is zero communication. The teacher just talks, puts up the lessons. Every class was done, like, ten minutes early. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I had it once a week, like, for three hours. (laughs) Also, your teacher uh, usually doesn't really work for the school. It's some hire-on they added on to fill the night classes because the real teachers don't work the nights. Right. So they don't really care about the rules either. They don't care. They don't want to be there. Right. They're there for like 75 bucks a week, and they're like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. It's it's a win-win all around. Yeah. I say, as I'm completely unprepared for the rest of my life. 
Right. Yeah. Because they're not going to let you, hey, can I take night work and <laughs> only work like three hours yeah. and then you don't give me any assignment to take home? Right. Can, is that an option for work? No. No. No, it's The answer not. is no. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Um. Anyway, this is Nerd Thug Sports. Where we talk about Sport. college. <laughs> eh, whatever. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, college sports are important. Yeah, sure. Except I hate them and they're evil. We will be at Comic Palooza covering the eSports College Championships this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited. This is so neat. So it's uh, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, which is like the Blizzard fight game. Uh, it's like League of Legends, but not. Yeah, but like Blizzardy. Yeah, it's all the Blizzard characters. Yeah. Uh, StarCraft 2, which I love that that's even competitive still. I love that that's even a competitive league. Yeah, it's, I'm it's actually, one of the like, m- yeah, it's first like, competitive yeah. games. <laughs> I am actually now elite level against the computer. Against the computer. Yeah, I, I'd probably... It all starts somewhere. Probably would get ground up like hamburger meat against against a, like a real player, but elite level. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, I'll put it on my tombstone. There you go. Elite level in StarCraft 2. Against Versus computer. computer. Right. <laughs> um, and then also Overwatch and uh, Street Fighter. Which is exciting. Is it? I like Street Fighter a lot. Um, Street Five is not my favorite. Uh, I'm always under the impression that uh, it's Street Fighter 3 or leave. <laughs> three Third Strike is the best Street Fighter. Don't at me. <laughs> so Street Fighter 2 is actually the one that like took off into the states on the arcades and all that that everyone really knew. Yeah, that was the that was the big one that hit it off. Right. And um that's the only one I knew. Like I would see the other ones like Marvel vs. Capcom. I know that there were other characters and more stuff. Right. But by the time you get to Street Fighter 5, I don't recognize anyone but like the four characters who've made it from Street Fighter 2. Right. Yeah, that's the that was kind of the thing. So like three uh Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. There's literally just it's Canon Ryu, Chun-Li, and it's one other character I'm trying. I'm blanking on the name. And then everyone else is not from the original, like, first two. Right. Yeah, everyone else is brand new. And it's funny. And the main character for that game isn't even Ryu. It's Alex, who's a who's a charge character and a grappler, which are both hard. <laughs> Those are both hard mechanics. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird. But that's what they do. That's how they do it. And they're all like, yep, this is going to be the guy. And yeah. you're like, why? Everyone will want to be him. That game is still the most, probably the most satisfying because it's like you can, the like skill difference in people in that game is so obvious. So think about this though. These people are playing the college championships. Mm -hmm. So these people are going to be winning scholarships and stuff. So you could be like, you know, we're the homes, you know, we're, we're Conroe based. So you could be like the Sam Houston street fighter champion. Yep. And then it's like you play for scholarships. Is that what you're doing? Is that what's happening? Uh, you play for scholarships. Uh, you also play for like the raw street cred. And like I have, I have a couple buddies that are in the the fighting game community, and they'll just like they're like, oh, we got a weekend free. We're just gonna go drive up to U of H and you know play at their weekly tournaments. That's just for cool. fun. But what I mean is like to be to be part of because the esports is actually listing Blizzard is actually listing by universities. So, like, this is, like... like, This is an actual... Yes, like, University of Maryland is sending their Overwatch team to Comic Palooza to play. Oh. So, I mean, these guys are playing, like, for scholarship money and stuff. That's exciting. It's kind of weird, right? It's it's funny how far we've gone because it's like video games used to be such like, oh, it's such a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. Bunch of nerds. Right, and now... Can you imagine, like... Playing for millions of dollars. Right now in high school, there's a kid who's competing to win his, like overwatch scholarship so that he can 
go to college. That's pretty good. That's crazy. That's pretty good. And it's it's like, like I know it's work because yeah, because I'm terrible at that game. I'm, right. I'm real bad. And like I know, especially for like fighting games and shooters and even stuff like League of Legends, like it's work. Like those people sit down and they work. Right. Yeah, they so grind it not, out hours of time. They it's practice. It's not easy. Also, the the game companies constantly adapt and update the the character stats and change right, yes. and nerf things. And so, what it's called you in the community, it's called the meta. And so the players have to learn what's new meta. So like the the game designers will go in and they'll add damage to certain attacks. They'll take damage away from certain things. They'll add defense to certain things. They'll remove and add different because they're trying to always balance the game back to even. Right. And so the players have to find what's imbalanced the most in their favor to use. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a lot of uh picking and counter picking and that's what's really interesting, um, especially about something like League of Legends, which is a five V five, but there's over like two there's like a hundred and fifty champions. So there's literally like really? 150 different characters you can play that all have different roles, that all have different abilities, and you have to know which ones work well together. Like it's an insanely complex like meta game. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's real crazy. Like I didn't an, realize like there were that many. Yeah, and so like an update will be like four pages long and be like, well, this guy got this buff, this character was too strong, so we, you know, lowered their movement speed by point five. And so, like, to, like, the layman, like, that means nothing. But to, like, right. everyone who plays the game competitive, they're like, oh, my God, this changes everything. Right. I can't play this guy anymore. Oh, now we can't use him on our team. It doesn't work now. He's too slow. We can't move right. up the, to the front line. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that happens because of these things. And uh, it's like if you were playing fantasy football. You know what it is? It's like every fantasy football, every week you watch the injury report. You watch the waiver wire. You're always looking for pickups and drops to kind of tweak your team a little to get it to the next step. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, except you actually have control, not just you build a lineup. You actually control the outcome in-game. Right. Um, it's really interesting, but I'm really excited to get out there and check it out. Um, we're going to be there. Well, we're going to be there all weekend. We're hosting panels. We're doing all kinds of stuff uh, with Nerd Thug Radio. Joey Savage will be there. We'll, we'll be having a lot of fun. We even do a wrestling panel on Sunday. Nice, nice. Um, but it's it's. I'm excited because we're also going to be covering this. Um, and so tentatively, we're going to have a conversation with the head of, I believe, the collegiate esports division from Blizzard for next week's show. Ooh, that's a, it's an interview we've got in the works. So I think we're going to be able to book that as well. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of a crazy, like this is comic blues is always a big deal and we always get excited, but this makes it even like bigger, right? This is a whole, this thing in and of itself is a really big deal. Um, All right, we're going to jump out here and take a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio.
Welcome back, Conroe, to Nerd Thug Sports. What's uh yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, not much, man. Um, all right, we're on one hundred four point five, one hundred six point one. They're the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at irlonestar.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so the NBA playoffs are going on. It's crazy. Yep, craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not going to talk about the Rockets today because nothing really, you know, nothing's decided yet. And, you know, there's still there's still games to play. Um, but we are going to talk about both Boston and Milwaukee. Because that series is over now, and it's a really big deal for a couple different reasons. Um, so first of all, let's talk about Boston losing. Boston's done now, so the season's over. Yep. Um, this team coming into the season was supposed to be the the team. The team. They were going to be the number one. Okay, so LeBron leaves, and Toronto blows itself up and gets Kawhi Leonard. Some people are like, "Oh, Toronto should win now." Um and they're in the, they're 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 playing well. There's no there's no twisting that around. They're doing good. They've they've got Philadelphia on the ropes. Um, but the other part of it is Boston was then okay. Well, it's either Toronto or it's Boston. It's probably Boston because last year Boston didn't have Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward in the playoffs and they were really good. So then you fast forward. And uh, they just lost in the second round to Milwaukee, who neither is Boston or Toronto. Milwaukee was picked to be like a up and coming, but not at, at the start of the season before anybody dribbles a ball. People were like, Milwaukee's good, but they're not ready. Well, they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals now. Right. They just blew up Boston. Right. So Boston, who finally had all of its players, everybody was healthy, no excuses. Gordon Hayward started playing well. Uh, the last third of the season by the playoffs, Gordon Hayward was good again. He had a just very traumatic leg injury. He basically, like, his foot was basically detached from his body except for skin and muscle. The bone, like, I don't remember if it was a dislocation or if it was a dislocation and breaks, but he was, the the foot and the leg were separated. Ugh. So, in a sport where you run and jump, it was going to take... Not a good... It's going to take a long time. He did it the opener of last year. So it took him all of this season to kind of get back to get first of all get back in game shape, but then beyond that, get get the mentality right, relearn how to be a competitive pro. That to take that long away from the game, that takes that. Uh, but the other part of it is Kyrie Irving. He couldn't shut up. He couldn't get out of his way all season. He held press conference after press conference after press conference, just talking about all the different stuff. He kept, oh, I called um. I called LeBron and I apologized about how I left Cleveland. I called LeBron and realized how hard it is to lead a team. Like he's telling everyone he's the leader, but Boston's struggling all season. Uh, they come in as the fourth seed, and that's that's the reason they had to play Milwaukee right away in the second round. If they'd have come in and done taken care of business, they should have been the two or the three, and they wouldn't be playing Milwaukee this round. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reality is though, I think Kyrie Irving is done in Boston. Uh, he's got the player option. He can choose to leave. Uh, even if he chose chose to stay, he would still do the player option to get more money, so they could re up into the bigger to the bigger deal. I don't know if Boston's interested in doing that. Um, I don't know if we want to do this anymore. Well, they're loaded with young talent that last year played great in the playoffs, and really they kind of found a rhythm in this playoffs when Marcus Smart was hurt because it was one less person to rotate around. It was one less person to work with. And that's what they needed. They needed, they needed the roles better defined, 
And right, you want everything more concise and more clean. When you have too many, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but when there's too many good people on a team, you it's hard. There's not enough minutes. Mm-hmm. There's only you know it's only four quarters. It's only forty eight minutes, and and players need time to get going. If you're on the court for three minutes and there's four other people who are good, you might not touch the ball, but twice. Right. And so then, what'd you do? You were on there for three minutes, and you had two possessions. Wow, amazing! Right. So you don't you never get in a rhythm. You start feeling useless. Your confidence starts dropping. You're not playing competitively. You're not playing strong pro ball. And then all of a sudden, they need to put you in a big minutes. How do you turn it back on? Like that's a hard thing to do. And so, right when Marcus Smart got hurt right at the beginning of the playoffs, the rotation shortens, and everyone gets a few more minutes, and everyone gets to play a little bit harder and a little bit more. Plus, it's the playoffs, and. You just get in there. You just you kind of turn off the noise that you listen to all season long. But now they lost three one, uh, four one. That's it. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, and and game, five games. And yeah, it's called the gentleman's sweep. By the way, yeah, it's called a gentleman's sweep. We didn't want we didn't want to do you in four, so we did you in five. We let you win one. Um, we'll let you get one. <laughs> but even bigger than that, the the blowout here to end it. Like they just yeah. pulled away, and it 90, was never ninety one one sixteen. Brutal. Ugh, you don't want that. You don't want that at all. You want to have some sort of level of competitiveness. Right. So I'm looking at the Boston. I only lost by four. It's like, well, that's not bad. Yeah. You do, well, you just don't want to get blown out. Right. It's just not good. I lost by 30. It was kind of bad. Okay. So here's the contract situations. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> this is stupid. He's scheduled to make $32 million next year. He got a four-year max deal when he came. And in the very first year of the max deal, he exploded he, himself. Yeah. So this year he's playing and making thirty one, and by the end of it he's he he figures it out. So he's scheduled to make thirty two next year. Al Horford is scheduled to make thirty next year. Kyrie Irving is on paper for twenty one. Uh, he's gonna opt out. He's going to opt out. Even if he wants to stay in Boston, he opts out and he gets a bigger deal. I don't know that they give it to him though. Marcus Smart is making twelve and a half. Jason Tatum seven eight. Marcus Morris, uh, will his contract is up, coming into next year. Aaron Bain. He has a player option for five. I think he he opts in. Jalen Brown, this is the last year, or next year will be the last year at six and a half. Terry Rozier has the the qualifying offer of 4.2. So if the Celtics make that to him, which they absolutely will because he's a stud, people are going to offer Terry Rozier a bunch of money, but with the qualifying offer, if he takes it and leaves, uh, the Celtics get stuff back. Mm. Um... Daniel Theus uh, and Brad Wanamaka also have the qualifying offers. They probably won't get them. The problem is, though, <laughs> is uh, with the team built right now before Kyrie opts out, the Celtics are $124.9 million going into next year. That's pretty good. As is. And I'm pretty sure the cap's going to be around 90 to 100, I think I saw. So they're going to be about, before Kyrie opts out and resigns, they're already 30 over. Perfect. So if if he opts out, they go back to ten over. If he signs a max and gets thirty plus for this year, they're forty over. Ugh. They'll be in the luxury tax. Um, makes me wonder. That's the, what I'm saying. So they've got Jalen Brown. They've got Terry Rozier that they really really like. Those guys are ballers. Marcus Smart is a great energy guy. Jason Tatum's good. Uh, they'll probably keep Aaron Aaron Bain around. They'll probably keep Marcus Moore. They'll probably try and re-sign Marcus Morris somehow. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can financially. Um, the other thing that people are talking about is they've got these draft picks and they've got this collection of good players, so maybe they trade for another big money player. With Gordon Hayward making 32 and Al Horford making 30, I don't know. If they have the space for that. I don't know that they can t- 
well, because he's because the NBA salary cap is so weird, you can go over and blah, blah, blah. They're already over. They can stay over. They can stay at the same number financially. So they just have to trade enough contracts to equal the number of the other guy, mm-hmm. which is um, which is the guy from New Orleans, the the brow, Anthony Davis, the the superstar. Everybody wants him, right? Everybody wants him. He's seven foot. He shoots a three. He he plays like a guard, but he's a center. Perfect. Um, and he's dis- he wants out of New Orleans so bad. L.A. tried all season to trade for him, couldn't get it done. The reason no one could do a trade for him is because Boston couldn't technically have him on the roster because of Kyrie's contract, but Kyrie's going to opt out, so his old contract goes away. You can't have two Supermaxes together, and I think Kyrie was on the old Supermax system. Um, And so now, though, once Kyrie opts out, what you would do is Kyrie would re-sign, then you would trade the other contracts to equal Anthony Davis's, like, 24, tw- I don't even know what it is, honestly. I think it's 20 or something like that. But the reality is you would have like five players being all your money, and then it would be a bunch of rookies. Now listen, there are teams that have done that. Uh, actually, the old Boston Celtics, when they traded for uh, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and paired them with Paul Pierce, they won a championship and they lost in the finals to L.A. the next year. That particular team was those three guys, two starting rookies, Kendrick Perkins and uh, Rajon Rondo, were rookies that year. And then everyone else was like role players that were like, yeah, I'd like to win a ring. I'll sit on your bench. <laughs> like just veteran minimum guys who showed up and were like, yes, I'll take 800000 to hang out in Boston all year. Perfect. Um, so look, teams do have done that. And matter of fact, uh, our Houston Rockets will probably look like that in about two years when all these when all these crazy number of contracts start adding up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, that is what like listen. So Chris Paul is going to be making like forty. James Harden will be making thirty one or something like that. And Capello will be getting himself a twenty five, I think, in two years. So yeah, we'll be hmm. <laughs> we're we're gonna look pretty similar to that makeup. Um. At that point. So we, we I hope we're drafting well. I hope we're doing smart stuff with our draft picks. Um, the other part of this, I know we don't have too much time. I wish I got like two minutes. Okay, good. Um, Giannis, I'm not even going to try the last name. Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak of Milwaukee. He is soloing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yeah. It is, it is him and a bunch of... Because their second best player got hurt very early in the season, and people were like, oh, what can Giannis do on his own? Well, the, answer was, the, the answer was everything. Yeah, he can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And here's the thing. He doesn't shoot the three. so like He, just, he just smashes at home. We, so we're in this new era of basketball where if you don't shoot the three, your your possessions are devalued analytically. Your shot value your is math lower. Is, your math is bad. Your math is bad. That's just, Yes, your math is bad. You're right. The sport of street cred and hustle has become the sport of nerds. Um, the numbers matter. And Giannis just plays ferociously, but not angry like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook plays with an anger and like a chip on his shoulder that's almost offensive to ever. Like, I don't like to watch Russell Westbrook play because I kind of get annoyed when in the second quarter he's talking mess. They're down by 15, but he just dunked it and left his elbow in the rim. Like, okay, big deal. You jumped nine feet in the air, but you're losing. <laughs> right. That was real impressive. Right. We're still losing by a million. <laughs> right. You're athletically talented, but we're not winning. So, but Giannis is kind of the other way. He's sort of soft spoken. Um, uh, there's been a lot of, like, he's gotten a lot of good press in Milwaukee about stuff he does. 
there was a signing he was doing at a shoe store. A little girl showed up, and she wanted to show Giannis the drawing she did of him. Um, he stopped the whole signing, looked at it for like a minute, came around the table, gave her a hug, thanked her for it, signed it, signed some shoes, took photos with her, like stopped the whole event to do this for this little girl who then is crying because Giannis is giving her this time and this attention. Like he's, he's, he's doing like, he's seeming like the person you want to build a franchise around. Plus he still doesn't shoot the three yet. And he's like 20. Right. So also when they drafted him, I believe he's my age. That's scary. (laughs) Right. Also, Oh God, I don't like, it's weird to think about the LeBron James, I think is a year younger than me. And it's like, (laughs) like I watched his whole career so far. It's very weird. But the other thing to think about is, is Giannis is still learning his game and adding to it. So he's going to pick up a three at some point. Right. He's going to get in a gym and learn how to shoot a three. And when that happens, he'll be a monster. <laughs> what do you do at that point? Like the guy will be scoring scoring fifty a game without ever even breaking a sweat or yelling at anybody. Amazing. It's crazy to think about. All right, we're going to jump out of here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. RNA Sports at 3501 North Frazier has sports collectibles and memorabilia for wrestling, pop culture, and sports. Interested parties should definitely check out their Facebook page where they hold auctions and hang out all the time doing fun events and placing items up for people to see. They also sell sporting gear, sporting gear and sporting memorabilia. So interested people should go to RNA Sports at 3501 North Frazier in Conroe. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. And uh, we are on 104.5, 106.1. They are sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're uh, hanging out here, and make sure to come hang out with us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio and you can always check out the website nerdthugradio.com and we got a special guest back with us here the third the third leg of the tripod so to speak uh the captain the least electrifying double a battery in the, the drawer. most electrifying <laughs> man in all of conroe radio and you're right i am special yeah your mom says so Regular. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and she so, said it. So did the public school system. She said it. So did they. <laughs> Must mean it's true. No one's ever called you special. That's that's true and, and sad in a lot of ways. Anyway, uh, this is the Captain Joey Savage. Um, he's coming to join us because he wants to tell everybody about Cox ATA, and then we're going to jump into some Astros talk. <laughs> you begged me to come on the show <laughs> for this segment, and you want me to do the ad for you. Uh, all right, check out my friend, the Nerd Ninja, Cox ATA, martial arts.com. That's all you're going to give him? Yeah, that's it. I hope Caleb kicks you. <laughs> It's Mr. Cox to you. That's Check why out, they got two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. If you're looking for a place to train in the art of martial arts, a.k.a. Taekwondo, those are the place to go. They've got yeah. self-defense. They've got self-love. They've got self-promotion. Self-anything, they can teach you how to do it. Boom, self-esteem. Self-esteem, that's a good one, too. Uh, I teach you um, a lot about the art and how to use weapons, and like they do Tai Chi. It's a good physical workout if you're looking to jumpstart your uh, fitness life. Yeah, uh, this is a good, safe environment to do it in. Not a lot of CrossFit-looking people that are going to look at you all weird. It's just, you know, it's normal dudes, normal chicks, normal kids. I like it. Actually, you know, their dojo up there on 14 I stopped by there the other day. It's really nice, right? It is. It's really nice, really kind of family. Very family I like the little tiny Tigers mural they have. Yep, that's pretty cool, too. So if you've got young ones who are like three to like six, they've got 
stuff for you there too. Mention Earth Thug Radio, get two free weeks of training because at Cox ATA Martial Arts, we build leaders, we teach life skills, and we leave a legacy. Take it away. All right, so uh, we brought you on here because um, you like the Astros just more than I do. I'm not going to lie about it. I love the Houston Astros. I just love baseball. You do. General. You, you are way more into baseball than I am. I, I And I just want to come on here and rant. Can that's, you see that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a mainstream sports fan. I mean, I like the fringe sports, some other stuff. You, though, have found cricket and you have found baseball. Mumbai you, Indians and the IPL finals coming up. You are deeply in love with baseball. You are perhaps the person that... They need more of because yeah. their modern audience is turning them off in droves. Everyone needs more of me. Well, that's that's, that's what you just said. I said baseball needs more which of means me. everybody. Wow. Um. Anyway, so you were talking about the Astros. I said, "Well, come on, man. Let's have a let's have a good chat here." So yeah. They're, they're so winning right now. Yeah, they're winning. They they won last night. Uh, pretty big over the Kansas City Royals with cheese. Uh, but like which the, is a quarter pounder in France. Which, yeah, it is in England. I think. France? Did he say Europe? Was he? I think he said Europe. I think he just said Europe. Yeah, Yeah. Holland, maybe. (gasps) Yeah, I think it was Denmark. One of those. Yeah, put put mayonnaise on their French fries. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, as much as I love baseball, and I've started to realize, so I'm a part of this Facebook group that is uh, in love with uh, the Astros. It's called Houston Astros Nation. I'll give them a plug because they do everything for free. Uh, But there is. A tremendous amount of people on this this group. How many people estimate? Um, yes, I don't know. I can I can probably look it up here. I mean, Keep I'm, talking. I'm arguing with a guy right now on there, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. There you go. Um, what are you arguing? What are you arguing about? So people don't realize the rules of how baseball works. Well, I'll, I'll say this in their defense: baseball has an incredibly complex system on their roster, and also how players have the opportunity to promote and make their 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 living. Baseball has complicated rules. Thirty-five point nine thousand people in this group. Not, hey, it's pretty good, that's right? Good, that's a big group. That's about um, the size of Minimate, isn't it? Yeah, uh, a little bigger. That's wow. So yeah, so I mean, baseball does have some complex rules, and people just don't understand them, and so then they, and what cr- what trips me out, especially when it comes to not even just baseball, just sports. When when people start um, talking about sports. And they have no idea what they're doing. Right. They get, they get three sentences in and they realize. Like you have no clue what you're yeah. talking about. But they don't stop either. No, they just they think they know better. And it's like, look, there's so many people griping. It's like the Astros are in first place right now. They're doing just fine. Um, can people be better? You can always be better. Of that's course. the answer there. Of course. Like you can find stuff to nitpick in the game. Yeah. But if the results are wins and if you're if you're ahead in your division, you, there's the where what are you overall frustrated with? So what I'm overall frustrated with, we have a guy who is in the uh, minor league system right now. His name is Jordan Alvarez. He is. I saw him. I I got his autograph actually. Yeah, spring training. I did. Yeah, I seen that's him. Right. He is a big kid. Yeah, big kid. Um, he didn't play all that well in uh, spring training, which is probably why he didn't um, make the forty man. Yeah, and so he wasn't even on there. So, what Major League Baseball has is what they call a forty man roster. So you have to be put on this forty man roster, and that's the only way you can move up and down. To, to the big leagues. Correct. Throughout the minor league system. And the 40-man roster, they only dress for a game, what, 12 25. to 15? Uh, I didn't think. Oh, because the bullpen. You're right. There's yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. guys that are on the major league roster. There are 40 that are on the MLB roster, which means to get to the big leagues, you have to be put on the 40-man roster. Right. Um, so this kid, Jordan, this is like his third season, maybe fourth. I'm not sure. He's not even on that that forty man roster, right? So, so he's not to, even eligible. You had to get him on there. You would then have to take someone off of it, correct? And uh, then there's this crazy rules like if they've played, if they've been in the minors more than five years, they have to be on the forty man, or you have to like let them release go. them because yeah. essentially you're holding someone hostage at that point. Yeah, and so 
He's playing really, really well right now uh, in the minor leagues. Like, really, really well. I think he's hit like 13, 14 bombs, batting like 385. But again, this is against minor league pitching, which is way Correct. different. Right. And, and a lot of times what will happen is when a guy is on a roll in the minor leagues, that he does get brought up. And a lot of times, right away, it doesn't translate. It takes him. It doesn't. He has yeah. to readjust uh, to pitching. Perfect example. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, is playing for the Blue Jays right now. He's batting 187. This is the guy who fouled on his first pitch or grounded at the first base and got a standing ovation from Correct. the Canadians. Well, now that's a little bit different because of Vlad Guerrero's history. Yeah, but I'm saying but, yeah. he was tearing it up. He's batting 187 since he's been up. So. Right, and also no one's worried. They all know, they all feel like yeah. he'll find the ball. He'll figure it he'll, out. He'll, it's not he'll, a big he'll deal. He'll get it going. Right. So, like, multiple people on this Facebook page are like, oh, it's time to bring him up. It's time to bring him up. I'm like... Do you guys even get how this stuff works? If you bring him up, the first thing that will happen is you would have to lose. To bring him up, you'd have to take someone off the 40-man roster. And the people then most you, likely to take off. Then you'd have to, which you could take some of the guys who's not on the 25-man roster right now, which would be fine. But then you would have to send someone down. Correct. The only three guys that you can send down would be, if you're an Astros fan, Jake Marisnik, Tony Kemp, or Tyler White, all of which are out of options. Right. So you have these options. There's only so many times you can go back and forth before you run out of options, and then you have to go through uh, waivers. Once you're out of options, you go on the waiver wire when they drop you from the 40-man. You don't go back to minor league. Not even if you go if – even if you're on the 40-man. Like, if you get moved down, you have to clear waivers first. Right. None of those guys are going to clear waivers. No, Tony Kemp, first of all, somebody we shouldn't be getting rid of at any time. He's he played, so fast. He played great for us last year, and this year he's playing well. Tyler White played great for us last year. Correct. Jake Resnick played great for us last year. So if you yeah. move one of those three down, guess what? Now you lose them, and then if the Jordan kid doesn't work out – now what? Now what do you do? Right. You don't have the backup. You have to go send down and, and get another minor league guy. So so if if realistically somebody who's tearing it up the minors this year for the Astros who's down on the 40-man like this guy right. is essentially trade bait. He could be, yeah. Um, I mean, that would be the best use for him for this season. Yeah, he could be that. I mean, what, what really is going to work for him specifically is that we have another guy, Kyle Tucker, who's an outfielder, who last year – same, same, same concept. He right. came up and did horrible. Right, like, did hor- never, yeah. never got it going at all. Like he should have been on the the major league squad this year, but because he played so bad last year, he's still in the minors. So now you've got two like top prospect outfielders. So yeah, you could use one of them and get rid of one. You still have one. Right. Um, Trey Bay, it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, or it's just like let him keep developing and yeah, you can let what? him keep playing. But I mean, if you want to make the roster next year, for but sure. if you wanted to get usage out of one of them right now, it would yeah. only be in a trade. You wouldn't. You wouldn't drop one of the uh, Marisnik. Maybe like by midseason, I could see maybe moving Marisnik down if everybody else is playing well enough. He plays such great defense, but at the same time, you've got someone like Marisnik or Kemp who also are trade bait as well. Like you've right, got exactly. you got your options. Like just let him keep playing. Right. Especially with someone that young, you're not going to bring him up and let him play every day. I mean, he's going to come up and he's going to play every third, fourth day. At least now he gets a shot to play every single day and get better and better. He's still he's a pretty young kid. Right. But, like, the thing that drives me crazy is 39,000 people on this Facebook page. And they're all cheering for the guy from minor leagues. While In the meanwhile, we're, we're in first, first place, place in the division. And then people explain why he's not coming up, and yet people still keep posting about it. It's like, read a post. Right. Like, read a post right. before you just, post something. Just figure it out. Well, yeah. Make it work. <laughs> it's just sort of a frustrating thing. Also, uh, while we still have time here and we're staying on the Astros – what do you think about da- Dallas Keuchel's situation? <laughs> what do I think about DK? He was offered a $5 million raise to stay in Astro, but said. it was a short deal. And he said no. Correct. And now he's come out and said he knows his worth. He's not 
He's he's holding it out. He's well, he's not holding out because no, there hasn't been an offer that's that well, that's at his range. What's the thing? Like he made the comment, like he knows his worth, so he's gonna wait for his big deal. Guess what your worth is right now? Zero dollars. Zero dollars because no one's giving you money. I'm glad you said that because my feeling on the market is always this: in sports, your agent's job is to give you the best, most real advice possible. And in this particular situation, when the Astros only offered seventeen. And no one else is knocking your door down for something better. Well, at that point, they can't. But what the agent is supposed to do then is, I'm going to say break the rules here, is contact other teams and find out, hypothetically, what a Dallas Keuchel's value is. Right. And hypothetically, teams will tell you. They'll say, well, listen, not talking about your guy, but talking about a guy. Who's a left-handed pitcher with a beard. I'd give him this much. Right. A a Um, guy named Alston who throws the ball a lot like a guy named Dallas would be worth this much to me. Right. And they tell you, listen, anything over this we probably wouldn't do. So a good agent would come back to Dallas and be like, listen, 17 is probably the best we're going to do this year. And if he wants to pitch a fit and not sign and walk away, that's fine. But now he doesn't get to complain right. that the money's not on the table for him. I've always been a big proponent of this. Stuff's only worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it. 100%. And guess what? No one's willing to pay this guy what he wants. You know, So you can, you can hold out and hope someone gets injured. But here's the key thing. There are starting pitchers who have got injured. Yeah. He hasn't signed. No, they didn't call him. So, Well, somebody pointed out, it was a sports writer. I don't remember which one. Now, one I wish I could give him credit for it, but I don't remember which one it was. It was on Sports Map where I do write a blog, and they basically pointed out that at this point, with a low 90s fastball and being a contact hitter, a, a contact pitcher, he's essentially, uh, every team has two of those guys in the minor leagues. Right. So why would they pay $20 million to Dallas when they can bring up a guy for $150,000? Excellent point there, Corey DLG. Also, if someone gets hurt, you're not going to sign Dallas for four years to cover no, up one injury. The year. Yeah. So, uh, bad advice. Bad management, bad advice. Yep. Uh, the good advice here is to stay with us because we're jumping out for a break. And when we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports rolling your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to some Nerd Thug Sports. This is Core DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. That's me. Uh, we're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, and uh, as always, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to check out the Patreon page. We are doing a t-shirt of the month club, and we're hanging out all there, and we're fun to be around, so you should want to support us more. Um, with all that being said, Nico, go ahead and tell everybody about our friends. The adventure begins. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Uh, that's all right. It's on fourteen eighty eight. Uh, the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is a great place to go and get your comic nerd on. If you're up here in Conroe, hanging out with all of us, it's really fun. One of the big things about it is that they have all kinds of stuff. It's a fun, well, family friendly place to go. The staff is knowledgeable and helpful. They got a lot of events going on. They have trivia. They got cosplay crafting. Uh, they start at their Dungeons & Dragons Adventurers League on Sundays. Saturdays are alternating right now between Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And they still, as of this instant, are doing the 10% off on the boxes. But that is limited, and it is going away. There's a cutoff date. I'm not supposed to say on the air what it is, and I won't. But there is a cutoff date, and he is... 
It is slowly approaching. It is it is not slowly approaching. It is approaching. It is approaching. So when that cutoff date happens, no more ten percent off. So listen, go in there, start asking questions, finding comic books you like. They got all kinds of things. There's a Power Ranger series right now that's going on that's crazy. It's got really good creators on it. The art is awesome. They're telling story like different stories than the lame TV stuff. Like there's a lot of things that are going on in comic books right now where you just need to get out there and check it out. Um, also, they do tabletop gaming, Dungeons and Dragons, Hero Clicks, all kinds of other stuff. So make sure you stop by the Adventure Begins on 1488, where you get your nerd on, and you can start your own nerd adventure because the adventure begins. That one didn't really work. Where the adventure begins. Where the adventure begins. Um, location. Anyway, <laughs> it is the yeah, that's right. It's where the physically the adventure begins. Uh, so while we're at Colin Palooza. Hanging out. I'm sure every, everyone listening right now is going to come visit us because we're going to be right, there. Right, yeah. We're going to be there. We pretty much are going to live there. I'm going to... The next... the ne- <laughs> This weekend is just going to be us being at Comic Palooza forever. Pretty much. Um, that being said... Book solid for two weeks. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing, right? Because somebody reached out to me yesterday and they're like, hey, we should hang out soon. And I was like, yeah, but it, it like has to be after this weekend. Like, I, I can't do I'm it. book solid. Um, I'm never book solid. I'm book solid. Yeah, you actually had to tell somebody no, and nobody even wants to hang out with you. Usually. Right, yeah. Like, like, they're like, hey, you want to <laughs> hang out? I was like, I physically can't. You're like, you ask me now? <laughs> um, you never asked me. I was free for 12 <laughs> weeks, never before. The one weekend. <laughs> But while we're doing that, the Overwatch League is having their Stage 2 playoffs. Woo! Half the one mil- that we're not in. That's right. Half a million dollars on the line. It is a seeded playoff bracket. Uh, the top eight teams in the league. So, like, they have two divisions, Atlantic and Pacific. The winner, the first places of each of those is automatically in. And then the top six teams that aren't them. That all makes right. sense. So, um, you got all kinds. The San Francisco Shock... Uh, they came in second last uh, last stage uh, against a late Vancouver Grizzlies rally. Like, literally, announcers were like, the uh, San Francisco Shock are about to win, blah, blah, blah. I think they were like the sixth seed coming into that one. And the two seed pulled it out like last minute. Nice. Came back and won. Literally rallied like three points down to win it. There you go. It was, uh, it was exciting to watch if you watch. Vancouver plays super aggressively. Um, Vancouver's actually playing. Oh, this makes me feel better. So, obviously, because it's a seeded tournament bracket, they can't, like, the times are scheduled, but you don't know the teams for Saturday and Sunday yet. Right. Thursday, uh, I think that's the San Francisco Shock, and they're playing against a little snake guy. I don't know who that's supposed to be. That's one of the new teams. Uh, little snake guys. That's, <laughs> it's the, I'm going to click on their little logo because I don't know who that is. They're playing Thursday at 9. I've never seen these guys play once. I don't know who that is. And well, then the London better Spit- than us. The London Spitfire is playing the uh, Hang. All these Japanese teams made it this year. That sucks. The Spark, the Hangzhou Sparks. Um, and so that's that's going to be Thursday at 10 p.m. Uh, London. I like London Spitfire. They were last year in the in the playoffs, and they actually were pretty competitive. They were they were a team that I like to watch a lot. I'd like to see them win at least one game. The New York Excelsiors, named after Stan Lee. Nice. Um, they were the one seed last stage, and they got eliminated by the eighth seed, the Shanghai Pandas. Um, that was a little embarrassing because the Pandas were supposed to lose. They thought wrong. They did. It's the Shanghai Dragons. I'm sorry. The Seoul Dynasty are the Pandas. The Seoul Dynasty is who beat the Excelsiors. And then... Uh, well, yeah, they're from Seoul. Koreans are crazy. <laughs> They are crazy, but you, no one thought they were going to win that, though. Um, 
And then Dallas is playing the Vancouver Grizzlies, so Dallas should lose Friday at 10 o'clock. That makes me excited. Uh, the Overwatch League is growing, though. There's 20 teams in it now. All this is going on, and the Houston Outlaws. We went, like, negative 12 and 5. Somebody threw up some points the other day. We set a new record. in the over- It's only the second year, but we've already set a record for the least amount of match points scored for an entire uh, stage. Nice. With three. <laughs> three. <laughs> three points for an entire stage. It's seven matches. We scored three points in seven matches. Nice. We got swept at least three times that I saw. Oh, man. This is brutal. It is. Uh, and the Dallas game was actually competitive in every match. And then towards the end of every match, we would make an adjustment. We would swap a player or we would swap a character and then lose. Uh, and we did it every single match. You think after the first one, you'd be like, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't change this. <laughs> it's really frustrating to watch because you can see it happening. And the announcers will say stuff like, oh, they're... Linkser, who's been Widowmaker for this whole match and has gotten six kills, is changing. Wonder why he's changing. Oh, and the Outlaws lost. It's weird that they changed there, isn't it? And then they talk about why did they change for like two minutes, and the other guy's like, I'm not really sure. I think they might have been thinking this, but he was kind of on a roll with the other guy. It's it's like if you were playing basketball and the three's going for a guy, and then you bench him for no reason. Everyone on the team is like, wait a minute, he just made like four shots in a row. Can we... Can we leave him out? Can we there? not do that? <laughs> Can we leave him out there for a couple more minutes? Let's let's at least let him miss a shot first. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's it's a weird weird thing to watch uh, to watch the the uh, the outlaws play right now because uh, listen we we were joking around before we started today. I'm not a good Overwatch player. No, not at all. Um, I do enjoy playing the game. It is fun, but I'm really bad at it. And I'm watching the matches and I'm going, why are they? Why? Because they'll split up a lot, which, listen, if you're ever in a fight and five of your friends are somewhere and you run away from them to fight all these people by yourself. Yeah, when you, it doesn't matter how strong you are as an individual player. You can't fight four guys at once. Right. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, and so a lot of times they'll split off or they'll go in groups of like two and four or three and three. And you're like, well, the other guy's going to be six people together. So how do you think it's going to end? Right. Unless we're going for like Art of War, Pincer Tactic, <laughs> Ultimate Maneuver. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I love? Uh, this is a weird reference. Game of Thrones, I've rewatched it recently. Uh-huh. Um, when Sanus Baratheon shows up and he, sa- and he kills the wildling leaders and he breaks the wildling army. And uh, Tormund is in the room where they're planning the attack against uh, in the Battle of the Bastards. And they're like, well, we'll look out for a pincer move. And Tormund's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and they were like, when we attack from both sides? And he's like, still don't know what we're talking about. And he was like, the thing that Stannis just did to you literally last episode? And he goes, yeah, that was terrible. You cut us up real bad. We don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he had no, no frame of reference for it at all. I feel like that's what the outlaws do when they, if they watch the games they lose the next day. They get together and they go, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, how, how did that happen? That's weird. How did we separate there? Um... So I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction here. I'm going to go ahead and just say that Vancouver wins it again. Um, they've been hyper-aggressive. They literally, if, if you watch you're, them If play, you're just going to be there all the time. Right. If you're going to be the one or the two seed and you just keep showing up. Well, also when you watch them play, they just come up on you. They just creep like they don't ever stop moving forward. They're very aggressive. Even like their tank people. They, just aggressive tanks. They they do. They play them. They play them right up on the front of it. They play literally. Their Reinhardt will charge into the group, and then everyone has to follow. And everyone's chasing after him. Like, oh god, there goes our 
There's our anchor. Let's go help him. All and right. He breaks. They just break teams. They just go right through the middle of them and break them like butter. It's 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 impressive to watch because I didn't know you could do that because I'm that bad. <laughs> but it's fun to watch. Some people are better at this game. Some people are. Um, the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors are still a little bit of time left in that series. Uh, the fact that we're making it competitive, we've already beat them more. They've already had more home losses. Or they've already had more losses in the playoffs to us than anyone in the last two years. So that's already a good feeling. Um, do you think we can get rid of them? Uh, the hope is, if we're not destroyed by referee calls. You, th- you think that's the only thing holding us back is just referees, though? Uh, not exactly, although it is, I think, I think a major aspect because it, it, it hurts morale, and again, sports is mental. Super mental. Sports is mental. Uh, Tiger Woods reminded me of that because he's finally happy and healthy and his head's right also. And then he goes and he wins the right. Masters, which... They, Hasn't happened in forever now. They were showing all the replays of all the sports writers on TV being like, Tiger Woods is never going to win again. Like, to mock all those. But what were you going to say when the guy literally, like he had three back surgeries and they fused his spine? Right. Yeah, he's not going to win again. I mean, but then he does. But then he did. Because it is all mental. Um. All right, that's another episode right there. How do you feel about it? It's pretty all right. Yeah? yeah. Pretty all right? It's pretty all right. That's good energy. I like it. All right, we're gonna jump out of here. When we come, uh, when we come back, you're gonna be hearing us tomorrow. It's gonna be two p.m. It's gonna be Nerd Thug Wrestling. We're gonna be at Comic Palooza. By the time you hear us, we're gonna. I'm gonna t- break you in a little secret. We're gonna record it in advance. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Technology and science. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. It's the future. What do you always say? 2020 space year. 2020 the future space year. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. All right, with that, thank you for listening. This is Nerd Thug Sports on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Make sure to go to nerdthugradio.com. Check us out, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash nerdthugradio. Join the T-Shirt of the Month Club. Get a new T-Shirt every month. Uh, Corey DLG, Nico DLG, 